Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. Arcseedkits.com. Today is August 8th, 2022, and our first story. Democrats are pushing a meme of Joe Biden with a Nazi eagle behind him because they think it's good to appropriate the dark Brandon meme, which mocked Joe Biden's weakness. They're claiming that with the new infrastructure inflation reduction bill passing, they're going to win. Meanwhile, Dem exit is trending because it wasn't progressive enough. In our next story, that bill It's going to add 87,000 new IRS agents and dramatically expand the IRS. Yes, the average person will end up paying more in taxes through enforcement. And in our last story, the Vegas store clerk who stabbed a man is speaking out and explaining what's going on. Crime is a huge issue and Democrats need to get their act together if they're going to try and tackle it. If you like the show, give us a good review. Leave us five stars and share the show with your friends. Now, let's get into that first story. There's been an ongoing trope. The left can't meme. For a while, there was a subreddit called the left can't meme. And the Donald was the dominant subreddit on Reddit where people were posting memes. In fact, from an MIT technology review, they found that most memes propagating on the internet originated from 4chan and the Donald. Which brings me to today's story. An image you see on the screen for those that are watching of Joe Biden with an eye patch. It says the malarkey will end. The dark Brandon rises November 8th. And then it's supposed to be like uh, the dark night rises, but it's Joe Biden. And you may have noticed, as many people did, this is the this is Andrew Bates on Twitter, who is the White House deputy press secretary, showing an image of Joe Biden with the Nazi eagle behind him. Oops. This is the thing about the left not being able to meme. The dark Brandon meme, which has been going viral for some time and has now been embraced by Democrats, was originally intending to make fun of Joe Biden by ironically depicting him as like an evil dictator or warlord and a guy with glowing eyes and thinking they're clever, not understanding memes. Apparently, people in the White House and other politicians have embraced these memes, not realizing as part of making fun of Joe Biden, they have put a Nazi eagle behind. (sighs) Okay, they just don't get it, I suppose. And I guess what they're thinking right now is, you know, in the wake of the Democrats passing this this reconciliation bill, the infrastructure bill or the, the Inflation Reduction Act, whatever you want to call it, it's a big victory. 
And now the Democrats are clearing the way to win in November, which is historically unprecedented. If they really if, if they really think it's going to happen, I, I doubt it. But but maybe what we're seeing now is after these successes, like in Kansas, they passed uh, they, they succeeded in the referendum protecting abortion rights. And uh, uh, now with the reconciliation bill, they're posting these memes of Joe Biden with glowing eyes like, yeah, dark Brandon, we're going to get it. They don't understand the memes. And you know what? Perhaps it's clever of them to try and appropriate these memes because, well, it it is fairly smart. There is a wide range of these posts making fun of Joe Biden. They come out and claim we we use these to support him. And now many people might be like, hey, wait a minute. They actually like this. I got to tell you, though, my response to this with the the Nazi Joe Biden thing is like, if I was going to make fun of Joe Biden, it's exactly how I do it. Biden glowing eyes being like, no malarkey. Come on, man. Like, that's how we would make fun of him because it's irony. They've embraced it. They've literally embraced calling themselves the name that we're calling them. It's like if there is some kid being made fun of and you call him a moron, he goes, well, maybe I am a moron. So what? And it's like and when you laugh again, you're like, dude's just making fun of himself. Michael Malice makes a really great point. In an old thread from a few years ago, which he recently updated, he said, the left taking right wing slang and appropriating it is unprecedented. And now we're seeing it with Dark Mog. I'm sorry, with Dark Brandon. So interestingly, for those who don't know, the meme actually started before what's called Dark Maga. But we're going to get into this. I want to break down for you the mechanics of memeing, what the point is. And why it's not going to work for the left. This is insane. Look, the left does not operate in the same way that the right does. There are distinct cultural differences. The right likes the mockery. The left doesn't understand it. And all they're doing is making Joe Biden look like a Nazi. People who vote Democrat don't understand this. They don't get context for the most part. Some do. But thus, I see this whole thing just backfiring hilariously. Right now, my friends, as they're celebrating the passing of this bill, Republicans are saying this climate health care bill they've they've put uh, they've pushed through with reconciliation. It's going to backfire in the midterms. They're already doing bad. The Democrats celebrate with Nazi Joe Biden memes. Meanwhile, leftists are trending Dem exit, saying they didn't put progressive policy in the reconciliation bill. They didn't actually give progressives what they wanted. So they're not going to get them. This is hilarity in the obliviousness, ignorance, and I guess just we'll call it stupidity in uh, the, the latest attempt at memeing. Let's, re- let's go through the details. Before we get started, my friends, head over to TimCast.com and become a member to support our work. As a member, you get access to our exclusive uncensored TimCast IRL shows. We're going to have a really amazing show coming up tonight at TimCast IRL as well as the uncensored show because we have an awesome guest on the way. We don't we don't we never say who the guests are because you know they might cancel and then people get all hyped up and stuff like that. But it's going to be pretty epic. It's going to be a huge show with an amazing guest. And you'll also get access to our new shows like Cast Castle and Tales from the Inverted World. Support our work and I am also proud to announce ladies and gentlemen, we are officially NewsGuard certified. That being said, NewsGuard gave us an 82 out of 100. Why? Out of 3,892 articles we've written, uh, I'm sorry, two of them contained quotes from Trump that we reported on factually, but didn't do a fact check on. No, seriously, because we've had a few articles that needed correction, five, 
And because two of them were actually factually accurate 100%, but weren't editorially the way NewsGuard wanted, they dinged us for 18 points. Anyway, just to get that off my chest, let's take a look at Dark Brandon. Andrew Bates posting the malarkey will end. The Dark Brandon rises with a Nazi eagle behind him. No joke. I mean, that's that's what people are mentioning. Like, (laughs) I want to show the actual images. But this is what Andrew Bates posted, which precipitated this. It's Joe Biden with laser eyes. And it says, your malarkey has been going on for long enough, kiddo. And he says, Dark Brandon is crushing it. You know, I can respect it a little bit. Because they're, they're trying to learn. But over here on the right side, you can see Dem exit is trending in politics. Democrat exit. People are not happy with what's going on. And they're convinced they're winning. Market watch. It's going to immediately help. Biden sees midterm boost for Democrats from Inflation Reduction Act. And literally the day later, Dem exit is trending. Sorry, dude. We'll get into all that. But you see, many of these progressives and younger Democrats feel like the Inflation Reduction Act had nothing progressive in it. It was a corporate Democrat bill, so they're not happy. Republicans are angry it's going to jack up prices. And meanwhile, they're celebrating by posting these ridiculous memes. Oh, man. Here's a story from Newsweek. Dark Brandon meme reclaimed by Joe Biden supporters after latest wins. Dude, reclaim them. That's the funny thing. Putting a Nazi flag behind Biden, I'm like, okay, call him a Nazi for me, I guess. The Dark Brandon meme, says uh, Newsweek, has exploded on Twitter following a week of political victories by President Joe Biden, including the elimination of Al-Qaeda's leader and the passing of the climate deal by the Senate. I love how they called it the Inflation Reduction Act, but now it's the climate deal. Photoshopped images of the president have filled Twitter feeds in recent days. The meme has recently been claimed by Biden supporters, who, who have transformed the original mockery of Dark Brandon into an unironic show of support for the president. Okay, let me just make, I want to make this point clear again. If I call someone an ungulate, okay, and then they go, yeah, well, maybe I am one. You're going to be like, dude, what? Like, Okay, I digress. Making fun of the Joe of of Joe Biden and then them saying like, yeah, we are going to be made fun of. It's just like, okay, like we're laughing at you. We don't care if you think it's cool. That's what they don't understand about these memes. Like, fine, use them. We'll keep sharing them. There's memes of Donald Trump, like riding a tank and stuff, making fun of the idea. It's hilarious. I love the I love the meme where it's Rocky Balboa with Trump's head and the left thinks it's real. They take it seriously. This is why this is funny. Putting Trump's head on Rocky Balboa's body is hilarious because Trump is a nearly he's nearly an octogenarian overweight man. That's why it's funny. And I also love to point out when you see those comics of Trump, who does it? Ben Garrison and he makes Trump look all like tough and ripped. It's funny. It's funny. They think that. All right, here they go. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online 
and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code POOL at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code POOL at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code POOL. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. The Dark Brandon meme, combining the infamous anti-Biden Let's Go Brandon catchphrase and the aesthetics of Dark MAGA, wrong, was initially meant to show an unhinged and almost diabolical and monster-like version of the president in mockery of Biden's uh, perceived real lack of strength. Yes. However, we jump over to our good friends at Know Your Meme, and they point out Dark Brandon came first. So Dark MAGA is this idea that when Donald Trump gets reelected, it's revenge time. But Dark Brandon came first. If you go to Know Your Meme, they say, Dark Brandon refers to a series of memes depicting a darker, edgier Joe Biden. The memes appropriate dark MAGA image imagery originally used by right wing posters to depict Donald Trump, as well as the let's go Brandon catchphrase. However, they point out that the first post of dark MAGA actually came after dark Brandon. They say as the meme of uh, meme trend evolved through August 2022, it was increasingly expressed at it increasingly expressed an unironic appreciation of Joe Biden and the accomplishments of his administration. The memes often feature deep fried imagery and laser eyeballs borrowed from dark MAGA, as well as many of Biden's meme worthy catchphrases such as malarkey and listen here, Jack and turn on a shot of pressure. Here's the important point. They say the first mention of dark Brandon online was a tweet uh, was in a tweet posted by a Twitter user punished Pope who was riffing. Let's go Brandon meme saying the, the dark Brandon rises, which is a reference to the dark Knight, which is the Nazi eagle behind Joe Biden. The Dark Brandon and Dark Brandon Rises punished uh, uh, Pope's tweet received over 30 likes in four months. So not particularly prominent. One user put a quote retweet of the Dark Brandon Rises, earning five like- likes. However, despite this being the first utterance of Dark Brandon online related to Let's Go Brandon, the opposing Dark MAGA trend wasn't coined until March 12th, 2020 by Twitter user. So Dark Brandon actually came before the Dark Brandon Rises. Then you started getting Dark MAGA bubbling up, and then people started making the Dark Brandon meme. So I suppose you could argue it is technically true, but the Dark Brandon Rises making fun of Joe Biden with the image, like, here's my point. The actual image that that is being criticized is the Dark Knight Rises. This meme came before Dark MAGA. They say going into the remainder of March 2022, Dark Brandon and Dark uh, Dark hashtag Dark Brandon Brandon trended on Twitter, gaining more engagement. And most of it is just making fun of him. That's that's really it. They're they're making fun of him. Look at this. Gets COVID can't breathe. Gets COVID kills top Al Qaeda leader. And it's like a shadowy figure, you know, shadow on Joe Biden's face. They go to mention basically what you get. Everybody was basically making fun of the guy. And I suppose the best thing they could do if they wanted to engage with it was to embrace the idea. However, I don't think it really works, guys. I really don't. Look, Donald Trump's a madman. 
They claimed he was colluding with Russia. They claimed he was sporadic and was going to launch a nuclear war. So when you make a meme of a guy who's nasty like Trump, we get it. It's an exaggeration. When Donald Trump calls someone a fat pig or whatever like that, you can give him laser eyes and we get it. When Joe Biden is being mocked because he's sleeping and can barely speak straight, you're not really supporting the guy, whatever. You know, look, if they like it, they like it fine. I don't think it's convincing anybody, mostly because the left doesn't operate on the same meme wavelength as the right. There are many memes that are actually quite funny, which are based on Joe Biden being sad and pathetic. But here's the point we get from Michael Malice. He tweeted, a few months after Dark Maga, today we're writing articles about Dark Brandon, which combines two slang terms from the right. This trend is, as far as I know, historically unprecedented in American popular discourse and has many implications. Now, this tweet from Michael Malice from just this past, uh, just before the, uh, this from the past week is an addendum to, to a post he made in 2019. You have this from The New Yorker. It's a guy with glasses talking to a kid. And he says, remember, son, it's not whether you win or lose. It's whether you call the other guy a snowflake before he calls you a snowflake. Michael said on April 24th, 2019, one of the major culture shift, cultural shifts in the last five years is the left adopt it, adopting the slang of the right. Here it is again. And it's a reference to Hillary Clinton saying, I'm living rent free inside of Donald Trump's brain. And it's not a very nice place to be. I can tell you that right wing slang. He says, as slang enters the mainstream, it degenerates. Here, Trump derangement syndrome is being used to mean Trump drives me crazy. Look at this. One New Hampshire voter said, I have a very severe case of what's called Trump derangement syndrome. He won the election because he had helped by the Russians. I don't want to live in a country run by Vladimir Putin. He's an illegitimate president. Of course, this post was from May of 2019. Biden, I absolutely agree. Trump derangement syndrome means you're unhinged. You're not thinking clearly. This woman was using it to mean that Trump makes her angry. They're adopting it and they're embracing what they're being accused of. Then, of course, Michael Malice references Dark Maga. What is Dark Maga? Trump supporters attempt rebrand for 2024. Sort of, not really. It was a viral trend that memes pop and come and pop up and come and go. The idea is people are going to, I don't know, I guess. Well, Newsweek says the hashtag first appeared on January 2021 uh, and it became increasingly popular by March. Interestingly, because Know Your Meme says it was actually March. But the idea is revenge. The aesthetics of the movement are easily recognizable. Images edited in red and black or red and blue featuring people with blue laser eyes or holding weapons. Dark MAGA supporters are calling for a ruthless, unforgiving version of Trump to take revenge on his political enemies at the 2024 election. Though the movement hasn't been recognized or endorsed by Trump in any form, the former president hasn't yet even formally confirmed whether he will run for president. So this is what I find fascinating. This idea, the dark Brandon meme, a, a, a corruption of a passive joke from the right, something used to make fun of Joe Biden, and they're trying to embrace it. Okay. I mean, look, look, far be it for me to tell them what to enjoy. The issue I see here is that these memes don't work on them. You'll notice that many left wing memes, they tend to be verbose. There was a really funny meme. Oh, I love this one. It was a, a post on Facebook and it said, the reason left wing memes are so long is because they're trying to break down someone's cult brainwashing. For people on the left that often, and I'm like, oh man, there we go. The meme is the meme. They're arguing. 
Here, here's a meme someone posted at me. Just a uh, Bruin Justine tweeted Joe Biden with laser eyes. And it says crappin and nappin. It's funny. That's why I, I pulled it up and it's I retweeted it even. It's funny because Joe Biden with laser eyes crappin and nappin. He's an old man and he's weak. And that's the idea. The idea is he's a weak man. You see, a meme does something simple. It, it, it is a small morsel that triggers a, an explosion of ideas. So when you post crappin' and nappin' as a meme, and with Joe Biden, Joe Biden with laser eyes, what you're basically doing is taking like a bullion cube and putting it in the hot water and creating the broth. This simple image invokes a ton of ideas. One, Joe Biden ironically showing strength signifies he is weak. Crappin' and nappin' references potentially that he crapped his pants, or there's a meme referencing he crapped his pants when he was in Italy. Also that he's very old and feeble. All of these ideas simplified in one image. Now, most of you already understand this. I get it. When they take Joe Biden and unironically do this, they are conveying to regular people these same ideas. Not that he's strong. They're trying to, but this is the image that dominates the web. Turn it on a shot of pressure. Next, now recent, Batacalf care. Fake words made up by the president because he struggles to speak. You need only look at this. When Joe Biden's approval rating is in the absolute gutter. Now, of course, for some reason, people approve of Joe Biden. 39.5% in aggregate. Joe Biden's lowest point is lower than Trump's lowest point. So uh, Joe Biden ain't doing all that well. Maybe it's indicative of exactly what happened with Trump. Now, Trump gained voters, but he still lost. A lot of people, you know, you know, what really bugs me is the changing of the goalpost on the fraud stuff. Many people talk about 2000 mules and I say absolutely investigate this accusations of ballot harvesting and stuff like that. I'd love to see it. But that's very far from the narrative of like fabricated ballots and things like that. But my point here is Donald Trump still gained votes. If Joe Biden's approval rating is this far in the gutter and we're already looking at a substantial number of votes, I don't see how he's going to gain. I really, really don't. If you are fighting an image of Joe Biden as an old man crapping his pants, making memes that are intended to be ironic, which highlight his weakness, you probably shouldn't do that. Well, but that's what they're doing. This is what they think. It is going to immediately help Biden sees midterm boost for Democrats from Inflation Reduction Act. Sure. Let me just show you this simple tweet. Here's a guy whose uh, Twitter handle is Brianna Taylor was murdered. And it's just one of, of the tweets in the Dem exit trend, which you can see right here is trending in politics at with 5,295 tweets. He said the bill did not bring back the child tax credit. It did not include dental, oral, eye, hearing care into Medicare for seniors. Dems like Sherrod voted against these things along with the GOP. Time for a Dem exit. Many Democrat voters are saying we're out. This isn't cutting it. We'll see what happens in November. I have no idea. I'm not going to come out and claim the Republicans are going to win. The historical trends suggest they will. The polling suggests they will, but maybe they won't. These are unprecedented times. But at a time when Joe Biden is cheering on what progressives are criticizing, I think it's important to point out they're going in the wrong direction. And the Nazi meme stuff they're doing with Biden, I think, really exemplifies that. From the Daily Mail, public perception of the economy is the lowest since 2008. More Americans say they trust the GOP to handle issues that hit their pocket. New poll shows. Duh. Just duh. Really? 
In an ABC News Ipsos poll released Sunday, 69% of Americans claim that the country's economy is getting worse, while just 12% say it is getting better under President Joe Biden's leadership. In 2008, the same polling service found that 83% of respondents thought the economy was getting worse. When it comes to niche economic issues like taxes, inflation, and gas prices, Americans say that they trust Republicans to handle the topics more than Democrats, the current party in power. More than one third of respondents say they trust the GOP to handle the economy overall compared to the 25% who say they trust the Democrats. Amazing. And the Americans' perception of the economy getting worse, getting worse. Two quarters of negative GDP growth is the traditional but unofficial definition of a recession. When it comes to gas prices and inflation, 33% of respondents say Republicans are more equipped to handle the issues, while 24% and 23% say, respectively, Democrats would handle the issues better. Well, that's interesting what they're trying to say there. Republicans are more equipped, 33%. So it's the plurality, I should say. They say more Americans say they, uh, they, they trust the GOP to handle the issues. They're, when you write something like that, you really need to break down what they mean. Biden specifically has a 37% overall approval rating on his handling of the economy. The only issues where Biden's approval rating has changed is on gas prices rising to 34% from 27. Prices per gallon have dropped by a dollar on average. Now, now good for Joe Biden. The funny thing is, I will tell you this, it is Joe Biden's policies that does have a direct Im impact on gas prices. He has hindered the production of uh, fossil fuels in this country. And a variety of his policies may have resulted in some uh, prices going down from their peak, but still being high. I don't care. Joe Biden's policies have a direct implication on the gas prices, whether they go up or down. They're still up, though. And the, the latest bill they just passed is likely going to increase fuel costs. So uh, sorry, I'm not buying the whole narrative. You can come out and try and claim you're winning or whatever. Regular people, they're going to see through it. Now, of course, the Democrats have become the party of the wealthy, which is why they don't care about this stuff, in my opinion. That's where they're going. Republicans, on the other hand, say the Democrats will pay the price in midterms for passing massive spending bill. Republicans say the Inflation Reduction Act will only make inflation worse. Yes. Why wouldn't it? They're going to spend substantially more money. Now, let's see how things are going for Republicans. I think that the, the Democrats posting a Nazi meme of Biden just shows they have no idea what they're doing. And right now we can see over at Predict It. Ron DeSantis and Donald Trump are nearly tied. This is truly incredible. 36 cents for a share of Trump, 34 for a share of DeSantis, which means that's the favorability for who will be the Republican presidential nominee. I think it's good news all around. Ron DeSantis is very popular. Interestingly, however, you do not see Larry Elder in this chart, which matters because the big news we have is that Larry Elder has teased a presidential run at CPAC. I think it'd be fantastic. Larry Elder up on stage with Trump, DeSantis, and maybe a few other people. We'll see how it goes. New York Post says Larry Elder teased a run for president in 24 while attending CPAC. I'm getting a lot of feedback about a possible run for some higher office. I'll just leave it that way. I don't think he's going to win. I don't know if he runs. I think it'd be good for him to run. And you never know. What I can say is that the Republicans have too many contenders. No, I mean, seriously. Donald Trump, likely going to win. Ron DeSantis, giving him a good run for his money. I'm a big fan of DeSantis. And Larry Elder, also pretty popular. Nikki Haley somehow is going up, but I don't see. Tucker Carlson is on there. Josh Hawley. I think they will potentially announce a run and give us a good GOP primary, even Larry Elder. There's a lot of Republicans who've got merit. 
Maybe we will see some presidential action or some cabinet positions or something for many of these people. Tucker Carlson is already one of the most famous conservatives in the world. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Name a Democrat. Who's going to run? It's not Kamala, Biden. Yeah, right. So who do you got? AOC. Oh, boy, did people get mad at me? The left, some, some on the right and many on the left were like, stop saying AOC should be president. I think it'd be hilarious. She's anti-establishment. They're like, why are you promoting her, Tim? Oh, come on. Of course, Trump would be better than AOC by leaps and bounds, but AOC would be, would be better than any other Democrat because, I mean, she's just going to harm the deep state, the bureaucratic state. She, she's going to be miserably bad. I'll just put it that way. So it's like, okay, you know, whatever. And she might do things I, I agree with, like she might investigate January 6th. I don't know, because she's out there complaining about it, but I'll take it. Here's what we get. As Democrats cheer on their, their, their uh, Inflation Reduction Act climate health care bill, which is going to raise costs for the American people, they celebrate by posting Nazi memes of Joe Biden. Meanwhile, cities are imploding. NYPD in crisis, the Democrats' stronghold. Force suffers exodus as 42% more cops in the last year filed to leave the department, and 71% are leaving before reaching full pension as Big Apple crime spirals. Yeah. But rest assured, my Democrat voting friends, if you vote for them, they will enact corporate Democrat policy. They won't give you what you want. But they will post a meme of Joe Biden with an eye patch and a Nazi eagle behind him. It's amazing, isn't it? Now, a lot of people are pointing out they're trying to claim it's not the Nazi eagle. So I want to make sure that context is in there. In my opinion, this is what I'm saying. Of course, you're going to get media matters and like, like, it's not actually. In the Dark Knight Rises. It is a bat behind Batman. They made it the eagle with the straight wings and everything, and it looks just like the Nazi emblem. The U.S. does also have their eagle emblem as well. Maybe that's what they were trying to do, but I think the face is going the wrong direction. I don't know. Either way, the point is this. It is relatively similar, and it's just a meme. So I'm not going to rag on them because like, they thought hard about it. What I'm going to rag on them for is trying to appropriate mockery of Joe Biden with this extreme imagery. And I don't mean politically extreme. I mean, like it's showing Joe Biden with collapsing buildings and an eagle behind him with an eye patch is just hilariously dumb. Taking Joe Biden from this feeble old wheelchair bound man and trying to prop him up as something bigger than that. It's just funny. It's funny and sad. Meanwhile, Americans are suffering under rampant crime. Just some of the craziest crime we've seen. That story about the dude in the Vegas smoke shop stabbing the guy. He had been robbed already in less than 10 months, and he said he thought this guy had a gun. He spoke up. I did a segment about it. This is what Americans are experiencing in cities like New York. Police are fleeing. They don't want to work there anymore. I don't blame them. They're being demonized. They're going to prison. Here you go. Mass exodus. They say 2,465 officers handed in notices so far this year versus the 1,731 in the same period in 2021 man. 1,098 uh, cops who turned in their badges this year did so before reaching a full pension. They don't care. They're out. 
They say crime is up 37% this year so far. Many other police forces across the U.S. are struggling to retain staff amid increasing crime and underfunding. And that is the Democrats. You've got an immigration problem, an economic problem, inflation, recession, etc. They're cheering for this bill, as everyone says, Dem exit time. Look, to wrap it all back up with the memes, the left isn't motivated by this stuff. Showing a, a young progressive a picture of Joe Biden with laser eyes is not motivating them to vote for Joe Biden. Joe Biden does not exude strength and a meme won't change that. When you have Donald Trump and he says, grab the women, you know, that when you're famous, the women let you, you know what? When he goes on stage and they're like, you called women fat pigs. And he goes, only Rosie O'Donnell. You know, he's a blowhard, bloviating, arrogant man. He is for all of the policies I like that he's done. So when you make a meme of him riding a tank with laser eyes, holding an eagle and a machine gun, it's funny because you're mocking him, essentially. You're mocking the idea of him. No one actually thinks he's Rocky Balboa. But when you take crap and nap in Joe Biden and you give him a laser eyes and saying no more malarkey, you're like, dude, we the malarkey thing's not funny. It's pathetic. It's 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 weakness. You're you're exemplifying the idea of his weakness. OK, I think the meme will work for some people. I do. I think some people will embrace it. But the Democrats don't operate on that safe wavelength, as I mentioned earlier. And that means as Democrats try to appropriate right right wing talking points, it just it doesn't work. It's not fun. It's the machine. It's boring. Jeff Bezos, Amazon, they're the ones marching around saying Black Lives Matter. And so these people are like, Cheering for Rage Against the Machine. There's a hilarious article. Rage Against the Machine has this uh, concert where they're criticizing colonialism or whatever. And then they sell $100 hoodies to people who line up. Pure capitalists. Anti-capitalist, pure capitalists. Is that what? Okay. The left, as we know in this country, is dejected, angry, and, and amoral. That includes corporate Democrats and leftists, personalities. They promote ideas so long as it's popular. There's no principle. Now, I know among the right, there are many similar, but that's the exception, not the rule. You know, I can come out and I can criticize Donald Trump for tons of things. And then they try and say, like, oh, look, Tim criticized Trump or they call me conservative leaning. And it's like, here's the fascinating thing. You you embrace some ideas and other ideas. And instead of saying liberal leaning, they'll say conservative leaning. They just live in Wally world. They live in nonsense land. They don't know what a centrist is. It's quite hilarious, in fact. They don't know how to address people who are consistently pointing out the failures of Democrats. The Republicans are trash, but the Republicans don't do anything. Mitch McConnell, Lindsey Graham are sitting on their hands. Democrats, meanwhile, are steamrolling through whatever they want. That's the point. That's what we criticize. Right now, the concern among American people is the economy. They're not addressing it. They're making it worse. The concern is the border. They don't care. Where do they win? Abortion. In Gallup's poll of the most important issues, what percent of people do you think said abortion is the most important? Got a guess? One percent. And they're claiming the Kansas victory matters. I'll tell you what matters. Crime. What's happening in New York, losing their cops. The economy. That's why there are so many contenders on the Republican side that are prominent, because they're addressing issues Americans care about. But Joe Biden and the Democrats, they're spiraling. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 8 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcastirl. We're going to have a really big show tonight. 
Our guest is particularly awesome, and I'm not going to say who. Maybe you can guess who it is based on this video, who may be showing up tonight and, um, you know, should be fun. I'll leave it there. Thanks for hanging out, and we'll see you all tonight at 8 p.m. The Democrats have successfully passed their economic package. Uh, They're calling it the Inflation Reduction Act, and as soon as it passed, the media started calling it their climate and health care reform package. Here's what's happening. The Democrats have rammed through a bill through a process called reconciliation. If they wanted to do an actual bill that had a bunch of policy changes, it could be prevented by a filibuster, meaning Republicans could just say, yo, we're not going to allow this. You're going to need 60 votes. So instead, they go through like this budgetary process where they only need 50 votes because it's a tie. Kamala Harris will break the tie. She did. And now the bill is going to the president. Good news for everybody. Your taxes are going to go up. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Your taxes are probably going to go up at some point. Democrats are trying to argue that no, no, no. As long as you don't make more than $400,000 per year, you will not see a tax increase, which is technically correct. But the reality is there's a massive expansion of the IRS underway. So while they may not formally go after you tax wise, let me tell you what's going to happen to all those servers, to all of those people who collect tips, things like that. They are adding 87,000 new IRS agents. Okay. Do you think That is to go after the few hundred billionaires that might exist. No. Okay, maybe, probably a little bit. But uh, I just got to warn you, the people who are funding the campaigns of these members of Congress, yet those are the billionaires, pretty sure these politicians are uh, are not going after them. So this is what you have to look forward to, my friends. Now, the GOP is saying, Democrats are going to be reeling in November, but this is huge, okay? 87,000 new IRS agents. I want you to understand what that means. 87,000. They are going to be digging through your life. They are going to be digging through everything that is you. And if you don't believe me, just don't ignore what they tried doing last year. I'm not playing these games where the Democrats are like, no, no, it's we're just trying to modernize the department. Who likes the IRS? ABC News reported this October 19th, 2021. Biden administration backs down on tracking bank accounts with over six hundred dollars in annual transactions. Oh, mm, is that a threshold to go after the millionaires and the billionaires? No, that's a threshold to go after you. Why? You see, my friends, in this country, there is a large amount of taxes you aren't paying. That's right. Yeah, I I think it's really funny that you have all these uh, leftists who are like, tax the rich man. And then it's like, are you a are you waitstaff? Because it's not the billionaires who are serving people at restaurants who are are crossing their fingers, hoping for a cash tip they can put in their pocket without reporting. It is not the millionaires and billionaires who are working at gentlemen's clubs and taking that cash and not reporting it. I'm not trying to disparage people who make cash. I'm telling you, if that is you, if you are someone, a working class person who receives cash, they are going after every single penny. So here's the reality, my friends. While they may not be trying to raise your taxes in terms of your income tax, they're going to be taking more from you in terms of taxes. They found a way to do it. 
And that way is to massively expand the IRS. But also, there's a whole bunch of other tax hikes which are going to bleed out into your income. And then you'll ask yourself, why is gas going up? Well, it's funny. You know, they, they, they call this the reconciliation, the, the, the Inflation Reduction Act. I think that's what they're calling it, the Inflation Reduction Act. CBS News calls it the sweeping climate, health, and tax bill delivering a win for Biden. What's going to happen is that there's going to be so many changes. It is going to, it is going to gut your finances, man. Now, whether or not Democrats see pain from this in November, well, we're a few months away. Three more months. I got to tell you, I think this is apocalyptic. The Democrats should be passing bills that just lower costs for the American people. But I, I suppose they want to lose. I don't know what to tell you. So Republicans are slamming Democrats, which I just I think the whole thing's bunk. I think the whole thing's fake. Come on. I, you think that before a midterm, Adding 87,000 IRS, IRS agents is going to convince the American people to vote for you. This is all just its nonsense. I don't trust or believe. I, well, I'll put it this way. These politicians, they're lying. They're full of it. Daily Mail reports. Republicans have warned that Democrats will pay the price in November after it passed the Inflation Reduction Act of 2022 and launched an economic assault on the American middle class. The GOP blasted progressive leadership over the $740 billion climate change and healthcare spending bill that has been the result of months long talks within the Democratic Party. No Republican lawmakers signed onto the bill, though Senate Democrats were able to pass it via simple majority through the budget reconciliation process. It's a major win for Democrats' agenda, whose prospects in the looming midterm elections had looked dim for months. However, conservatives criticized the move, alleging Democrats were reckless by passing the bill as the U.S. battles a 41-year high inflation rate and looming recession. Joe Biden said it to you, my friends. He said he was going to get us off fossil fuels. Well, for all of you working class Joes who are concerned about the fact that gas is still at $4, you know, the Biden administration has come out and said gas has now dropped for 30 consecutive days or, or something like that. Okay, that's fantastic. But is that something to brag about when gas is still over four bucks? Look, I'm not going to play these games. Joe Biden is the one implementing policies which cause gas prices to go up. The funny thing is, when Republicans or conservatives point that out, the left says Joe Biden doesn't control gas prices. And then when the price starts coming down, they're like, <laughs> that's Joe Biden. It's like, dude, pick one. I can recognize that Joe Biden's policies have caused spikes in gas prices. They won't remain high the in, like in, in forever. But now, while you're celebrating early and cheering for this, bro, your gas prices are about to go up. Look, it's quite simple. They're calling it a climate bill. Is that how they pulled the rug out from money? They said it's an inflation reduction. And then you said, Oh, oh, because you're going to tax the rich. And like, that's right. That, that'll lower inflation. It's like, how does taxing the rich lower inflation? No. Look, I'm not an economist, but I'll give you some simple points. When wealthy people, and I'm not saying it's a good thing, when they hoard cash, that reduces money supply. That, that actually is deflationary. Yeah, it, it, because there's less money going around. Now, it also means wealthy people have 
a massive amount of access to wealth and can manipulate the political system. I'm not a fan of any of that. But this idea of taking more of their money means the government can spend it, which is not reducing inflation. They're basically just spitting in your face and telling you it's for your own good. First, it was the Inflation Reduction Act. And now if you Google search it, it's the sweeping healthcare and climate bill, landmark climate healthcare bill. Wow. Really amazing. The Senate's bill will, ma- will, mark a- will make mark on climate and healthcare costs. Climate. Do you know what that means, my friends? It means you will pay more at the pump. It means you will pay more for heating your home, for air conditioning your home. It means you will pay more. Here's Americans for tax reform. List of tax hikes in Democrat reconciliation bill. Now, I'm not going to entertain their idea that they're raising taxes on you. I mean, this is what they're trying to say. They're trying to say this is a tax hike, right? Sort of. What this is is a tax hike on industry, which will be passed off to you. Take a look at this. $6.5 billion natural gas tax, which will increase household energy bills. The bill imposes a regressive tax on American oil and gas development. The tax will drive up the cost of household energy bills. The Congressional Budget Office estimates the natural gas tax will increase taxes by $6.5 billion. I want to I pause real quick and just make sure I get this point in. Because I want to I wanna, I wanna, I wanna remind you that last year, the Democrats were trying to track people whose bank accounts had over $600 in annual transactions. So when I say that this will result in you paying more taxes, what's going to happen is you're going to have the likes of Media Matters and other left-wing propaganda machines saying, Tim Pool falsely claims people will pay more in taxes. No, that's true. I am not saying your tax rate individually will go up. As far as I know, my understanding is this bill is not going to make it so that if you pay like 28% in taxes, you're paying 28.5 or anything like that. What it's going to do is weaponize the IRS with 87,000 new agents. And if they can't track your bank account, if you're making over 600 bucks, they will find a way to extract that from you. So how will you be paying more in taxes? Quite simply, those agents are going to make sure you do. They don't need to increase the tax rate on you. They need only say, What do you mean? You mean you weren't paying your fair share? These IRS agents are only going after the fair share. So yeah. Now here's what I will say too. Not everybody that is paying taxes incorrectly is doing it intentionally. I mentioned people who earn cash and them not reporting it. There are a lot of people who just don't realize they're doing their taxes wrong and you're probably paying less. You may have put in a wrong number. It's, it's not a crime to make mistakes. It's a crime to intentionally lie on your taxes. With these new IRS agents, rest assured, next year, it'll be April, you'll file your taxes and a couple months later, you get a letter from the IRS saying you actually owe us another $273 and you're going to say, what? Why? And what are you going to do? Are you going to hire a tax agent to try and save you the money? Or are you going to be on the hook for that cash? That's what's going to happen. I know tons of people, they get bills and it's like you owe another 700 and something bucks. And they're like, but but for what? I don't understand. Well, are you going to spend the, the next few days going through every single transaction and going through the paperwork and trying to figure out why? No, they're just going to say, we know you owe it. You owe it. You didn't pay it. Now, you could argue the IRS isn't raising taxes on anybody. They're simply trying to just find out who's not paying their fair share. That's, it's the fair share, right? 
you will, in all likelihood, be paying more in energy costs, in food costs, and you'll probably end up paying more in taxes. I would say for the people on average. Here's the list. They say, with this increase on natural gas, I just got to tell you guys, they say the tax hike violates President Biden's tax pledge to any American making less than 400000 per year. Biden admin officials have repeatedly admitted taxes that raise consumer energy prices are in violation of, the, of Biden's pledge. Look, well, let me, let me read again. A letter to Congress from the American Gas Association warned that the methane tax would amount to a 17% increase on an average family's natural gas bill. Democrats have included a tax in the bill despite retail prices for energy surpassing multi-year highs in the United States. This is called Joe Biden enacting policy that raises the cost of fuel. And when they say Joe Biden doesn't control gas prices, this is how he can, because he's going to sign this. Now, now hold on. It may be that the cost of crude gas and everything goes down. We will see. And that may mean cheaper gas for you. Fair point. Fair point. You may end up paying less unrelated uh, for unrelated reasons. The reality, though, is there's going to be a tax on energy, which means the government will be extracting as much as they can. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. If prices do go down, it may be due to external factors. What I'm trying to say, and I'm, and I'm trying to say this to be clear, you will end up paying more than you normally would regardless. And I know it's probably an easy political answer, but look, energy companies are not going to just cut into their record profits. You can blame them. Fine. Fair point. But it will be passed on to you. $12 billion crude oil tax will increase household costs. They say this one also violates the uh, Biden's tax pledge. Democrats have included a 16.4 uh, cent per barrel tax on crude oil and imported petroleum products that will be passed on to consumers in the form of higher gas prices. A 1.2 billion coal tax will increase household energy. They say the tax rate on coal from subsurface mining would increase from 50 cent per ton to $1.10 per ton. Well, the tax rate on coal from surface mining would increase from 25 cents to 55 cents per ton. Corporate income tax on U.S. businesses will be passed on to households. I'm not a fan of major corporations being like, we made record profits, charge the consumer more. But that's the reality. That's, that's, that's how it works. You want to talk about what the solutions are? Fine. This will trickle down to the consumer. This is not inflation reduction. This is inflationary. When you, when you pass the cost onto the consumer, now the people say, I need more wages to cover the cost of the increase. More taxes means more inflation. Democrats imposed a 15% corporate alternative minimum tax on the financial statement income of American businesses. The cost of this tax increase will be borne by working families in the form of higher prices, fewer jobs, and lower wages. A tax foundation report from last December found a 15% book tax would reduce GDP by 0.1% and kill 27,000 jobs. Now, I, I will push back a little bit. I, I want to say, I think in some areas, tax increases actually make more jobs. Yeah, for real. As someone who runs a business, I can tell you this. When I'm looking at uh, uh, revenue coming in, 
if we don't spend the revenue as a pass-through organization, then you get taxed very heavily on it. If you just hire people and reinvest in your business, well, that's you write off the expenses for your business. So investing in your company is often better when taxes get really, really high. That may be one of the strategies here. But of course, you'll hear a lot of people say it's going to kill jobs and be passed on. That is still true. It is. Not every business responds to a tax hike by being able to just be like, all right, we need to uh, spend more to offset this. No, that's when your business is doing well and you have the ability because you have great uh, margins. If your company has razor thin margins and you're like, look, we're barely cutting it as it is, them cutting, we, we got to downsize. That's a reality as well. And that's most businesses. So when they come out and they tell you they're improving things or whatever, I, I honestly think this whole thing that they're doing, it is to run a stake through the heart of the economy. And I hope you guys are paying attention. I don't know if this will hit, you know, maybe the strategy is kill the economy so that when Republicans take over, by the time this stuff starts, starts hitting, they're going to say, look, it's going to be this is this is I think this may be a nuclear bomb, a sabotage. Republicans will likely be in power in April. And then when everyone starts getting hit, they're going to be like, it's the Republicans who are in charge, who got Congress and the Senate, you know, oh, we're, we, yo, we got we can't even fix it. And then when the Republicans move to fix it, they're going to say, thanks, Joe Biden. Politics is a disgusting and dirty game. And that is that is the reality. Democrats see, see, see new signs of hope ahead of midterms. Yes, they see new signs of hope. I hope you all are listening, because with these moves, with there was the abortion thing in Kansas and with this bill, Democrats are closing the gap in the polls. Now, I think it would be a historical anomaly if Democrats are actually able to retain Congress in a president's first term. That would be weird, but it's possible. It is entirely possible they do. So I hope that come November, in fact, nay, I hope that now, right now, you are knocking on doors. You are telling people to go out and vote and vote for what you believe in, because I'll put it this way. You know, I'm not a fan of the Democrats, but if you're a Democrat voter, here's your chance. If you're a Republican voter, they are coming for you there. You can see them in the rearview mirror. They're trying to overtake and they will unless you get active. Now, here's what I find interesting. Senate Democrat says doing all these bills by reconciliation is not the right way to do it. Yeah. Ben Cardin of Maryland said Sunday he supports using the reconciliation process to bypass the Senate filibuster, but it's not the right way to do it to keep doing this. You know what? This is the system these days. And it's all starting to bubble up and just fall apart. This is what I hope y'all are getting ready, are, are paying attention to, because the machine is broken. It's been broken for some time, but a broken machine is continually just, it's about to implode. It's about to just, and then what? We are not able, we can't function as a country when the media lies, when the politicians lie, everybody, every single person pushing for an agenda. They don't care. And they're willing to use any procedural methods, regardless, any parliamentarian rules to get what they want. You had um, going back, um, oh, what was his name? I forget the guy's name. Harry Reid. There you go. He uh, eliminated the filibuster for uh, judicial nominations. Trump gets in three Supreme Court justices. Republicans then get what they want. Conservatives do with uh, the, the overturning of Roe v. Wade, which shocked me. I didn't think it was going to happen. Now they say now they're saying Republicans aren't going to uh, or the conservatives aren't going to overturn Oberg, uh, Obergfell uh, v. Hodges, which is gay marriage. And now I'm kind of like, learn my lesson. 
I really thought that they wouldn't go near Roe v. Wade, and they did. And now I think it's entirely possible they do. The weird thing is you've got people on both sides saying, no, they won't. And yes, they will. Ted Cruz said it. Clarence Thomas said it. But I've had Republicans say there's no appetite in the Supreme Court for overturning Obergefell v. Hodges, you know, because gay marriage is an institution or whatever. And it's like, maybe, man, but they claimed abortion was. And then people got rid of it. Supreme Court said this is not the way to do it. Clarence Thomas already explained exactly why he thinks it should not be. And maybe legislation is the appropriate way to do it. Maybe Congress just needs to codify it. Maybe they can include it in their reconciliation process. No, they can't. They can't. But I don't know, man. They tried to codify some kind of uh, uh, gay marriage thing. I think they did. It's been a while. I don't want to uh, opine without having the sources pulled up. But I'll tell you what I see happening. I look at it this way. It's, it's, it's a big skyscraper. You ever go to the top of a skyscraper? You ever go to like the top of uh, Sears Tower in Chicago? Yeah, they call it Willis, but I'm not doing that. I'm an old fogey. It's Sears Tower. But they sway back and forth, you know, because they're large structures. They're tall. What I see is with the United States system, you started off with a simple foundation, sturdy and short. And over time, it grew and expanded and gets a little bit of wobble back and forth. And then as it gets bigger, the wobble gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And now it's getting too big. And eventually it's going to wobble over and then go down. That's kind of what it feels like is happening. The system has become too cumbersome and ridiculous. And there needs to be some kind of, I don't know. We need to, we need to sunset bills. We need to retire politicians. We need to bring in new young energy and try and just, there comes a point where your system is so bloated that you need to be like, okay, okay, hold on. Let's remove the bloat, strip it down to its baser parts and restore that sturdy foundation. But I don't, I don't see us doing it. I mean, maybe it's a civil war or something that, that precipitates a thing like that. But I'll get to the point and I'll wrap it up. Yes, this bill will mean you're going to pay more in taxes. And they will try and claim that I'm wrong or I'm lying, but I am giving you my opinion and my argument. It is not a fact statement. I can't. I, normally, I would say something as such. What I'm saying is this. With the expansion of the IRS to this degree, in my opinion, they are going to find ways to make you pay more in taxes by going through your tax returns. They will likely target the wealthier more because there's more money to be extracted. But what I think we'll see is policy maneuvers so that they can at least get. You know what? Let me say this. What's better, convincing one person to give you a million dollars or convincing a million people to give you one dollar? I will tell you, my friends, it is easier to convince a million people to give you a buck than it is to convince a a rich person to give you a million dollars. Seriously. And the reason is to anyone, even the poorest person, a dollar is not that difficult to, to, to give up a single dollar. You can find a dollar in the street. Not everybody wants to give the dollar. Don't get me wrong. You go to a a rich person. You're trying to seek investment or a donation or a contribution, and you got to state your case and you're making that argument. They might be like, I don't know. It's a million dollars. It's a lot, right? But if you have a platform, if you're a politician or, you know, in this this instance, even someone like me, uh, shout out to everybody, right? Would you be willing to give one, two, three, four, five, ten, twenty dollars to support a cause. And a million people given a dollar. It's a lot easier. So here's my point. 
The IRS knows this. You can go after the wealthy, but the wealthy can fight back. The wealthy can hide their money. You know who can't fight back? You. When you get a tax bill that says you owe 10 bucks and you're going to be like, I thought I paid all my taxes. It's $10. Fine, whatever. I'll give the $10. And then you do because it's easier to pay the 10 bucks than it is to go up against the IRS. You get the letter in the mail. Nobody answers the phone. Fine. Send them a check for 10 bucks. They can do that to a million people and they'll make $10 million. You try to take a million bucks from one guy or 10 million from one guy, and he's going to be like, I will see you in court. We'll have a hearing and you can do an audit. So, yeah, in my opinion, you will be paying more in taxes. Thanks to the Democrats. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out and I'll see you all then. You may have seen the video last week. It's shocking. A store clerk at a smoke shop has two masked individuals enter his store. One grabs something, seemingly distracting the clerk. He runs over while the other man jumps the counter, again, wearing a ski mask and a hoodie. The store clerk takes a knife and plunges it several times into this robber. The dude is heard screaming, oh man, he's stabbing me or something. We have an update. The store clerk has uh, given some statements. He's responded and explained what went down. What happened afterwards, and the story is just absolutely crazy. And I want to get into what Ron DeSantis is doing with this story, why he fired this Florida prosecutor who's outraged, and this is exactly why. In these cities, crime is skyrocketing, and people have had enough. Ron DeSantis is not just going after these woke DAs. He's going after woke corporations and woke finance. His images are brutal, so I'm going to be putting on an image blur for uh, just so we can't really show these images. Vegas smoke shop owner recounts how masked robber he stabbed begged for his life by Andy No. When masked bandits stormed his Las Vegas smoke shop, all Johnny Nguyen wanted, I hope I'm pronouncing it right, uh, had to defend himself was a pocket knife and a belly full of being a victim. It turned out to be enough. Nguyen who fended off the August 3rd robbery is a heroic, in a heroic moment seen on viral surveillance video, told the Daily Wire in an exclusive interview what happened after he took down one of the thieves. I want to pause for just a minute and just say, very heavily diving into opinion on this one. That's fine. I don't know. Um, it's tough. I, I, I don't like seeing anybody get stabbed or killed or anything like that. I will not, however, blame uh, Nguyen for defending himself when a guy in a ski mask jumps his counter. I just, man, heroic. Look, tragedies like this, I personally, I don't know. I don't know, man. If dude ran into a store to save this guy, heroic. A guy defending himself. The reason why I say this is twofold. One, I don't want there to be this kind of violence, but also I don't think we should be I don't, I don't think we should have to be in situations where our lives are being threatened and when we defend ourselves, it's called something extraordinary. If you are in your home, if you are in your store and someone threatens your life, it is ordinary, not heroic, ordinary for you to say, I will not be victimized. I will defend my property. With respect to Andy No's statement, my point is just simply this. I don't want to put this on a pedestal. Again, because I don't like the violence, but also, you know, if someone breaks into my house, I'm defending myself. That's basic. That's ordinary. That's standard. 
You know, my kind of, I, the way I kind of feel about this is how they say, you know, an AR-15 comes with a high capacity magazine with 30 rounds. And no, it's standard. That's standard. It is not heroic to defend yourself. It is expected and ordinary. That's the mentality we need to have so that we can stop these kind of robberies. But I digress. I digress. I also want to stress, I don't want to encourage violence, but I do want to encourage people to defend themselves from bodily harm or death. The suspect leapt over the counter. It was coming at Nguyen when the shopkeeper fought back, stabbing him at least seven times with a pocket knife. This wasn't my idea. Please don't let me die. The man said, uh, the suspect said as he called out, as he called 911. While Nguyen called for an ambulance, the thief who claimed to be 17 called his mother. He told his mom he was dying and that he robbed the store. According to Nguyen, the incident began when two masked males walked into his smokes, uh, Nguyen's Smokestrom smoke shop. So this, he may be the owner. A third suspect held the door open from outside. Nguyen, a Vietnamese American originally from Florida, said his heart was racing despite his calm demeanor seen in the footage. In the 10 months he's been in business, his store has been robbed twice. Quote, I assume they had a firearm, Nguyen told the Daily Wire, noting one of the suspects had partially unzipped his backpack in front of his torso. Quote, why are you guys wearing masks like that? Nguyen can be heard asking on video before pleading with them to just leave. In the video, one bandit can be seen taking the tip jar, grabbing other items and fleeing. But the other one leaps and jumps over the glass case towards Nguyen, who grabs the knife and defends himself. I'm dead. I'm dead. The suspect can be heard shouting as he falls to the floor. Angelica Nielsen, who works at a nearby restaurant, saw and recorded some of the aftermath. I just saw two guys running for their lives from our shop window. The suspect fled down an alley before police and an ambulance arrived. Video she recorded outside Nguyen's smoke shop shows the robbery suspect on a gurney being wheeled into an ambulance. Nielsen said Nguyen has earned the respect of area merchants since taking over the smoke shop a little less than a year ago. He came over to introduce himself and asked how to use our microwave. He was so sweet. Las Vegas Metropolitan Police arrested two individuals, including the suspect who is expected to recover. So not dead. It is not yet known if Nguyen could face charges himself. But Nielsen has set up a GoFundMe campaign for any potential legal fees Nguyen could incur. Meanwhile, Nguyen said he has bought a gun. Good for him. He said he worries that publicity around the video could make him a target, even though he's actually seen a slight uptick in business. But he ultimately stood by his decision to release the surveillance video. Maybe the video might prevent other stores from getting robbed because robbers will think this one will fight back. His advice to other small business people, don't give people a chance to harm you or your store. Nguyen was back behind the counter the next day and says the community has been supportive, but he says his parents back in Miami are worried. They told me I should sell the shop, go apply for med school and become a doctor. Very Asian, he chuckled. <laughs> I stand with Nguyen, 100%, 100%. We, I've, I've talked extensively about this incident, and there are a lot of people trying to claim that maybe he's going to get charged. I reject that. You have, I will not assume, nor will I expect anyone else to assume that you will be safe when a man in a ski mask jumps over your counter. No, at that point, all of these things combined, you should assume danger. A person is breaking the law. To what extent will they break it is not what you should be thinking about. Staying safe. He's behind a counter. Where does he go? 
You got a guy holding the door. You got a guy distracting you and a guy in the wearing ski masks. Protect yourself before it's too late. I'm glad to hear that the thief, the robber, is going to recover. And I mean it. You know, look, I don't, I, 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 a lot of people, they have, they say, make my day and things like that, bro. I don't want anybody dying. I don't want anybody engaged in violence, but I will stress the man who jumped the counter started the fight. If someone lunges at you with their fists drawn and then you defend yourself, should you go to jail? But he didn't actually. No, 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 no. In some states, I believe this how it works in Illinois. As soon as you make a threatening gesture or motion, that's assault. So if you lunge at someone, they're allowed to defend to defend themselves. Now, Illinois is pretty strict when it comes to weapons and things like that. So don't expect you can defend yourself to, uh, you know, to 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 uh, any extent. But um, my understanding, having grown up in Illinois, is that assault is when you put someone within reasonable fear of harm and battery is when you actually harm or make physical contact to embarrass. So battery can be spitting on someone. But if someone jumped the jumped the counter where I come from, they'd be like, you were assaulted and you can you can defend yourself. Again, I don't know how Illinois operates in terms of what the court will actually do. But this story and this update, this is huge. This is exactly why you get these stories uh, like this one from the Daily Mail. Soros-backed prosecutors suspended by DeSantis for refusing to enforce state's abortion bans. The governor is trying to overthrow democracy. Is that what you call democracy in Vegas? Is that what you call it, dude? They elected me, and if I choose not to prosecute, get out of here. No, that's not democracy. That is anarcho-tyranny. This is the problem with, with, with outright democracy. I have never been a democracy fan. And, any, and, and all the people on the left are shocked, like, oh, but democracy. No. Democratic institutions? Yes. Republicanism? Yes. Not the Republican Party. Republicanism. Representative democracy. Constitutional republic. Let's get specific. Direct democracy is what I'm talking about. It's a bad thing. People in the majority elect a man who says he will watch the system burn. And do you know why they don't care? Because the Democratic Party has become the party of the wealthy. That's a fact, not an opinion. It was reported on by Vox in 2016. They have become the preferred party for the elite and the wealthy. So when poor people are being victimized, yeah, they don't care. Not at all. So they don't care when you have these prosecutors. Ron DeSantis removing him is what needs to be done. If he says he will not do his job, then Ron DeSantis removes him. When you, when you vote for a prosecutor, you're looking for individual discretion and you're looking for someone to do a good job. It's not, let me stress this. When you're electing a prosecutor, you know the key component is that they will succeed in their prosecutions. That's right. It's not the only element. Discretion, prosecutorial discretion is important as well. But the idea is a person, let's, let's put it this way. A, a man on camera brutally murders someone. Your prosecutor fails to get a conviction. They're a bad prosecutor. That's what you're voting for. You're voting for someone to uphold the law and to do it properly. Now, within that, there is some prosecutorial discretion. It may appear a person committed crime and the prosecutor can say, look, when you look at the finer points, I do not believe this warrants a prosecution. This individual was wrongly placed or blah, blah, blah. People may be mad. That's a good prosecutor. 
This prosecutor said, no, blanket. They, you know, when it comes to abortion, for instance, won't prosecute anybody, even though they're breaking the law. That is not what you are elected to do. Think about it. When you elect a state rep or senator, they pass laws. You want those laws enforced. You're not voting for a prosecutor to decide if the law should be enforced or not. For the most part, again, I know there's discretion. You're voting for them to uphold the law to the best of their abilities. You see what's happening in Vegas with the smoke shop owner. And it's exact. It's the result of this insane Soros-backed prosecutor nonsense. Now, they'll try and claim accusing the, 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 them of being Soros-backed, blah, blah. George Soros wrote an op-ed in the Wall Street Journal outlining what he was doing and why he was doing it. And they still try to argue that it's, it's anti-Semitic or something to call out George Soros. He's one guy. He's one guy. Ron DeSantis is taking it to the next level. He's taking on woke corporations. Good. Absolutely. I think it's what needs to be done. Because what we're seeing is not just about these prosecutors. It's about the encroachment of wokeism, period. And this is why I think Ron DeSantis is actually, I mean, I, I, he's a contender for 2024 outright, rivaling Trump in the predicted polling. CPAC has Trump over two thirds of the votes, but we need someone who's going to actually challenge wokeness and knows what's up. And with, with all due respect to Trump for the things that he's done that I like, the challenge with Trump is he didn't take on wokeism until what, the last year in office? He didn't fire enough people. Granted, he did schedule F. Took him a while to do it, and maybe because he was jammed up by the Russiagate stuff. He did fire a decent amount of people, but he also hired some bad people. Ron DeSantis has fired this prosecutor. I want to see a President DeSantis fire as many prosecutors as they can. I want to see it. And I think he might do it. What DeSantis is doing now is he's going after woke finance. Check it out. He says, the concept is sound. Financial institutions are the bloodstream of private enterprise. A business or an individual cut off from them is economically helpless, preventing banks and other financial entities from using their market power to force compliance with their views maintains everyone's freedom. Imagine you couldn't set up a bank account because of your views. Why? Yes, there are many people who have had those issues. There are many people on the right who have had access to their accounts frozen, their money taken from them. Just recently, Eric July and the reverse had their money frozen by PayPal. You couldn't open a credit card or deposit your paycheck, you'd be consigned to the cash economy, which is increasingly shrinking as more and more stores go cashless. Yet some companies have already taken steps toward that horror. During the mass trucker protests in Canada, GoFundMe decided to withhold funds. People who worry that DeSantis' proposal would infringe upon the freedoms of financial companies ignore how we already circumscribe corporate liberties to maintain individual freedoms. Businesses used to, used to send political messages in workers' pay packets. That's now illegal. Even though it directly limits political speech, labor unions can have access to corporate property under certain circumstances as courts seek to balance the business property rights against the employee's right to join a union. DeSantis's measure would simply extend this old principle to a new problem. Bravo. One can even argue that this principle, that private economic power can be regulated to preserve individual freedom and autonomy, is at the heart of the modern state. The early economic regulations of the progressive era such as minimum wage laws and the regulation of monopolies, were often opposed as infringements on the freedom of corporations and their owners. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. 
Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. You get the point. Ron DeSantis is saying enough. I don't believe GoFundMe should be allowed to do what they do, and they all claim Section 230. Something must be done. Something must be done. Wikipedia is a really good example of who I think should be sued into oblivion because Wikipedia does not aggregate user comments. Now, while Wikipedia does allow users to make edits, it is Wikipedia itself that creates the final aggregation. Notably, the difference between Twitter, Facebook, Washington Post, or whatever is that Wikipedia takes comments and then compiles it into an article that says, from Wikipedia, they put their byline on it. When you look at the front page of an article on Wikipedia, you are not looking at user edits that say, by John, by Bill, by Janet. It says, from Wikipedia. Sue them into oblivion. Now, Twitter, you see a tweet from me. It says, at Timcast, and I said a thing. That I understand. You can't sue Twitter because I said a thing. But on Wikipedia, Wikipedia says the thing. Now, I'd sue Wikipedia, but I don't have standing. My Wikipedia article actually is opinion, and it's not really all that bad. Now, with uh, Project Veritas, for instance, I think they should. This is one of the big challenges that Ron DeSantis will face in this move towards dealing with woke civil issues. So let me, uh, let me kind of put these things together. What Ron DeSantis has done is he's going after criminal and civil instances. The, the Andy No story about this guy in Vegas, that's criminal issues where the woke are causing damage. Then we have this, the civil area where the woke are causing damage. I'd like to show you something, why we need to make a change. And I'm going to call out NewsGuard. The good news, NewsGuard has certified Timcast as credible. Green check mark 82 out of 100. And also they have stated it is impossible if they so decide to actually earn a perfect score. I will say this, and I hope uh, NewsGuard is listening. I am considering litigation, and I'll tell you why. What Ron DeSantis is doing is what needs to be done. Everyone needs to fight tooth and nail to stop this kind of BS. And I agree. We're doing a lot of things over at TimCasta.com because I believe in putting my money where my mouth is. There's a, uh, it, so I will keep this preliminary, but um, I will likely be providing funding to a small pod style micro school um, because I believe education and, and children's education is one of the most important things. I talk about it all the time. So I've recently had some meetings about providing funding on an ongoing basis so that locals can have sound education with parental involvement. I will not just leave it up to Ron DeSantis to pass these bills at the same time. We have strived over at TimCast.com to make sure we are abiding by the rules, the policies of NewsGuard. You may notice that in all of the articles I use, with extremely rare exceptions, the articles are NewsGuard certified. I bring them up fairly often. NewsGuard has rated TimCast credible, but they've given us one red checkmark or one red X. They say we don't gather and present information responsibly. Okay, I'm going to lay out my argument that NewsGuard is, for one, this is defamatory because we are responsible and argue that this is the issue with the biased machine and we must challenge it and push back. They say 
a website run by Tim Pool, a popular conservative-leaning YouTube personality, which has occasionally published inaccurate and misleading claims. Occasionally refers to, I believe, about five stories over a year and a half of about thousands of stories. They have found, count them on your hand, amount of articles. That's what they said was inaccurate, misleading. Of those, two of them are because we reported on quotes from Donald Trump. That's it. We published misleading claims because Donald Trump said a thing and we didn't fact check him. As I stated to NewsGuard, we factually reported Donald Trump had a quote in response to someone else. We weren't running a fact check. We were running a news article saying the president says X. I responded. However, if your policy requires that we fact check quotes, it does seem like an impossible standard, but we will implement that policy. So be it. They still said, no, it doesn't matter. And this is where I think NewsGuard is engaging in what what is uh, it's an it's an opinion to say you're, you're acting responsibly or not. However, there is the grounds that I can show USA Today, for instance, they had 27 articles outright plagiarized. They took those down. They get 100 out of 100. They have had inaccurate fact checks. Many news outlets have published false and misleading claims. But NewsGuard doesn't say that about them. Why not? We have, I think, thousands of articles, thousands over a year and a half, and we get dinged. Even when we say to NewsGuard, we will do anything you think is necessary for us to get a perfect score. They say, no, I'll tell you what else. In NewsGuard's fact check, they have also, in my opinion, libeled us. They say, Tales from the Inverted World podcast features science fiction and fantasy stories. No, it doesn't. Now, arguably, you can say that maybe if Shane Cashman passively mentions someone else told them a story, that's what they're alluding to. But no, this, the podcast doesn't feature these stories. You might try to argue an opinion statement. All of the stories on Tales from the Inverted World are true. They may not be. I'll put it this way. Shane is a skeptic an inquisitive skeptic approaching this world and conveying a true story of his experiences. They falsely claimed that uh, that it was science fiction and fantasy. By all means, NewsGuard, go ahead and argue that it's uh, uh, you, you didn't mean that the stories themselves were, but they included them. Fine. They go on to mention a few things that are incorrect. One, that I'm the top editor of TimCast.com. I'm not. Cassandra McDonald is. She has final say on all the articles. I simply intervene if I see there's a factual error and request corrections, which they can then make. When NewsGuard came in and I responded, I said, we will make corrections. And I went to the news team and said, they require corrections. I am not the top editor. They also go on to mention that I was an editor at Vice and Fusion. False. NewsGuard has has published false statements about fee, which I can chalk it up to a mistake. Anyway, here's my point. The only way to win is to... Well, Ron DeSantis gets it. I have made requests for correction to news guards, to news guard, and I've, I've uh, insisted that they give us a 100%. They list a handful of stories, and they say that a couple of them, fair point, Trump made a quote, and we didn't, uh, notably the January 6th story about the National Guard. Trump made a claim about Nancy Pelosi. We did not include a counterclaim from Pelosi and the sergeant at arms. I thought that was fair that we should, but it wasn't a factual inaccuracy, nor was it irresponsible. It was an editorial decision. They have claimed we're irresponsible because we haven't made their select editorial decisions outright. But we agreed with them after they requested it of us. The point is, there's nothing you can do. 
They emailed me and I said, what you think is responsible, we will implement a policy moving forward. And they said, don't care. We're dinging you. Fine. If you're not going to ding the New York Times, I want to see your standard and I want to see you arguing at court and I want it on the record. If they're not going to correct this, look at this. In a January 2020 article, Trump responds to Biden's speech. Everything he touches turns to failure. They said we didn't include a comment refuting the claim. There was no evidence how Speaker Nancy Pelosi denied a request. All we did was report what Trump said, which was a factual statement. So because of that, we get dinged. Trump said, quote, Biden admitted yesterday the 2020 election may have well been a fraud, referring to the upcoming election, mind you. Similarly repeated a false claim about widespread fraud made by the president without noting such claims have been widely and repeatedly debunked. We did not run a story saying fact check. Is what Trump said true? We ran a story. Donald Trump responds by saying X. Because we didn't do an editorial article they wanted, they said we were irresponsible. Okay. Then I think that uh, asked, look at this, asked by uh, NewsGuard about the above challenge, uh, unchallenged claims, Poole sent an email, we will institute a policy immediately on all quotes that are, fa- I didn't say are false. You see what they did here? They've also falsely included this. I said on all quotes moving forward to run fact checks. I, I am deeply offended by this. That is not true. I did not say that. Liars. Anyway, this is what I'm talking about. Ron DeSantis going after these companies because this is the game they play. (sighs) Whatever, man. I'm going to have to send him another email. Injecting words into a quote I did not say. Okay. I expect to hear from NewsGuard or I will be moving forward with litigation immediately. I'll leave it there. Anyway, my point is, from the criminal to the civil issues, I see what Ron DeSantis is doing. and he's, He's going after both. And it'll allow me to include this both as a, hey, we're certified and also look how they lie. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. over at youtube.com slash Timcast. Thanks for hanging out and I'll see you all then.